It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, my friends, my family, and everybody who decided to stop in once again for Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 18, we have all kinds of fun lined up. But before I get into that, I want to extend an outpouring thank you once again to all of you listeners out there, all of you D-heads, with your well wishes, your emails, your phone calls, and everybody who has given us the best of blessings with our newest and fourth child added to our family baby princess emma thank you for all of that and all of you for understanding why we needed this extra time off as we got settled in with the newest baby and you know being a father of four kids all six and under so thank you for that now moving right along it is show number 18 and this week here at disney on demand we have all kinds of fun as we are welcoming the man of a thousand voices somebody that you have heard on plenty of commercials television shows and more think the teenage mutant ninja turtles Think PJ, Pete's son. Think Bobble from the Tinkerbell movies. Or even how about Yakko from Animaniacs. Yes, we have the one, the only, the veteran, the icon, the voice man himself, the one, the only, Rob Paulson is going to be stopping in here at the show. That's right, the one and only voice master himself, Rob Paulson, is going to be stopping in and chatting with myself here at Disney On Demand for all of you D-heads to get into his mind, his current projects, his latest projects, a look back at everything he's done, and you never know what's going to turn up with the one and only Rob. Now, in addition, we have Tony back and all the D-team members, as Tony's going to be stopping in with the top five things you didn't know about. We have Lexi back from Down Under, as she's going to be giving you a little bit of a history brief about the one and only Rob Paulson. She's going to delve deep into his history, his legacy, and pretty much all the legendary characters that he has brought to life. And we have Jason back with the DVD and Blu-ray reviews. You can only imagine that he's going to pick something a little rare, a little fun, and something probably definitely Rob Paulson related. So all of you D-heads, there's many other things on top of all of this. We have some Disney news, we have some latest releases, and the winner of our party contest where we're going to be giving away some CDs from the Mickey Mouse Club's band The Party from back in the day. And we have an all-new contest where you can get your very own code to get the free Diz Photo A Day app and their all-new Walt Disney World wallpaper iPad app as well. So we have all kinds of fun lined up for show number 18. It's been a while. We thank you for waiting, but it's the heart of summer. We have four kids now here. You guys are ready with all of your children out for the summer, or maybe you're just a young adult. You're ready for summer. What better way to kick off show number 18 by cooling off with some water, cooling off by just swimming, sitting in a lazy river, and no, I'm not talking about Typhoon Lagoon. No, I'm not talking about Blizzard Beach. I'm talking about River Country. Yes, this past week and a half, River Country celebrated its anniversary of opening back in 1976. A great year, might I add. It was the year I was born. But River Country did open in 1976. So how fitting since it's summer, since we're all hot, we're ready to get cooled off. Let's kick off show number 18 for Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, with a little bit of River Country. 
I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Launcher. Allow me to demonstrate. Iridescent and Rosetta will mix light crystals with flower pigment. The mixture will go into the launcher. Like so. Then I tighten the spring like so. Oh dear, a clank. Then um... you throw the trigger. Yes, clank, and the fireworks yeah. shoot into the air. Clank! Like so. Oh, oh clanky, that's brilliant. Hey, Bobble. Listen, uh, do you know where I can find a sharp thingy? A sharp thingy? How about a stick? Hmm? No, a, a, a sharp thingy, Majiggy. A stick can be pretty sharp. No, I, I need something sharper to help Tink. Oh, I would Tink. Clank, don't sneak up on me like that. <laughs> Did you try the cove? Of course. That's where all the lost things wash up. Thanks, Bobble. Thanks, Clank. What a dog. What a dog He's a tramp But they love him Breaks a new heart Every day He's a tramp They adore him And I only hope He'll stay that way He's 
he's a tramp He's a scoundrel He's a rounder He's a cab He's a tramp But I love him Yes, even I have got it pretty bad You can never tell When he'll show up He gives you plenty of trouble I guess he's just a no-count up But I wish that he were double He's a tramp He's a rover And there's nothing more to say If he's a tramp He's a good one And I wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way You're listening to Disney On Demand. This is Corey Burton saying, please keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the headphones at all times. Thank you. All right, all of you D-heads, so we're back for show number 18 of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. It is my honor once again to be stopping in and bringing you these magical shows to hopefully have some fun with myself and the D-team to bring an extra magical smile to your week every single week with all kinds of fun. And I want to thank you once again, as I did earlier on in the show, for all the well wishes, the emails, and the time of getting adjusted of being a father of four. It truly is appreciated, and just thank you all. And, you know, for those of you that commented on the story of how Princess Emma came to be, thank you once again for that. It definitely was a a fun moment in the Johnson household. As we're kicking off show number 18, as I mentioned, we have the one, the only, the Ninja Turtle, the Animaniac, Bobble, PJ, and many other voices. The one and only Rob Paulson stopping in with us here very shortly on the program. We have all kinds of fun. So as we're gearing up for that, I'm going to announce the winner of the Party CD. As we mentioned on the last show, that we are going to announce a winner and mail off that Party CD from the Mickey Mouse Club's group, The Party, from the early 90s. And that winner is Michael Burton. Congratulations, we'll shoot you off an email and get that CD off to you as soon as possible. Now for all of you D-heads out there, maybe the party isn't for you. Maybe you want something different. Well, we have something for you. If you enjoy the Walt Disney World resorts, parks, and more, one of the apps that I have on my iPhone that I just truly love is the Diz Photo A Day app. I love it. It brightens up my day. You know, once it hits past midnight, I can pop up the app and look at a new photo for the day. And there is an all-new thing coming up as well, and that is the all-new iPad app. Now, this is brand new from the same developers of the Diz Photo A Day. This is the Walt Disney World iPad app where it has Walt Disney World wallpapers. Now, they are announcing the all-new Disney photography app and wanted to share for a limited time this all-new discounted price. But for D-heads, yes, all of you D-heads, you Disney On Demand listeners, we're giving away codes to redeem the iPad app and the Diz Photo A Day app. Yes, we are limiting this to six D-heads. That's right, only six D-heads that we're going to be doing this for. You are going to get a code 
and you can actually get these programs for free on your iPhone or your iPad. So before I tell you more about these apps and how you're going to have your chance of getting at this, what exactly is the iPad app? Well, the iPad app was created for the iPad that it could take advantage of a larger screen along with the new Retina screen that is coming out from MacBook. Now, this is the latest on the all-new iPad as well, and right now they have all-new wallpapers from the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, if you have already seen the Diz Photo A Day app, it's phenomenal. I mean, they really do a fantastic job of capturing all the photos, the memories, I mean, the small details, I mean, the littlest things that all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like I remember that it makes you smile there's great features on there where you can share it to Facebook share it to Twitter even save it to your phone or your iPad and you can just have the photos right there for you to look at make it your wallpaper and more so how are you going to actually get these for free from all of us here at Disney on demand all I want you to do is answer one question now it's not going to be a trivia question like people always ask We want you to answer one question. What one memory in your photo album from growing up, from now, from the last year, doesn't make a difference what it is. What one photo captures your favorite Disney memory from your personal life? And all we want you to do is email us that photo and we will pick those winners and announce them on the next show. That's how you're going to get these. You can get them right there absolutely free. That's the Diz Photo A Day app and the Walt Disney World Wallpaper iPad app as well. Wow, enough of the rambling there. But anyways, if you want to get in on this, email us. That's DisneyBlue, B-L-U, at A-T-T dot And just put app in the subject head. So we're looking forward to seeing all those entries and, uh, you know, announcing some winners for you to get some free stuff for your phones and your iPads. Now, moving right along, enough with the free stuff, enough with the rambling on. Let's get into some of the Disney fun memories and things that, of course, we always want to talk about. And I've already mentioned earlier on in the show that, you know, not too long ago, River Country opened back in 1976. Now, if you are our friend on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Blue, you may have noticed that I posted a picture of myself probably about... Uh, I don't even know, maybe 1997 or so um, at River Country. I love River Country. Now, you know, it is one of those parks that should have stayed open. And as much as everybody thinks Disney closed it down for Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, that's actually not the case. It had to do with a lot more political reasons with the state of Florida. But it is one that is missed. And there's a lot of other River Country tunes and music that we might be playing as we get more into the heart of summer. Now, as we're pushing with Disney movies... How about Angelina Jolie? Now, you know, all of you have seen it. It's been posted everywhere. We've all seen Angelina, you know, as Maleficent in the new film. And let me tell you, I don't care what anybody says. She's going to be doing a fantastic job as Maleficent. I mean, for some reason, I'm not a huge Angelina Jolie fan, but... I mean, just her face, the features, the actress herself. I mean, they have actually begun filming, and the pictures keep getting leaked continuously. Now, the film itself, other than Angelina Jolie, has some fantastic stars in the film, including District 9's Charlo Copley. There's also Elle Fanning from Super 8, Sam Riley, Juno Temple, and many others. And Melissaphon is scheduled for a March 14th, 2014 release, and it's going to be in 3d now i'm sure that we're going to be able to see a lot more stills as many of them are going to be released over the course of the time just because disney really wants to hype up you know many things for this as melissa is many of our favorites i've mentioned it here on the show in the past she's just one of our favorites that 
most Disney diehards at heart. Many of us just love Melissa Finn. She's downright evil, spooky, seductive, sexy, and she's pretty much everything. So we can definitely look for that, and many of the images are floating around online. And, you know, definitely shoot us an email, tweet to us, write it on our Facebook wall. What do you think of this? Are you excited for the film or not? Now, since we're talking about Disney films, how about Newsies? Now, not too long ago, we had the one and only Andrew Keenan Bolger from Disney's Newsies on Broadway. Well, Newsies the film is officially released on Blu-ray. Yes, the 20th anniversary edition of Newsies on Blu-ray is out. And for a limited time, if you didn't get a chance, there was a special $5 off as well coupon that you could use to redeem this to get that on Blu-ray. Now, the film itself is phenomenal. I have to say, I already picked it up. The film quality, the transfer itself, is crystal clear. It is majestic. And the sound, I mean, the soundtrack never sounded better. With its 5.1 HD sound, I mean, it's fantastic. I love it. And for the first time on Blu-ray, they really gave it a perfect release. I mean, of course they were going to do it anyways, just because Disney's Newsies on Broadway is getting so much hype, it's winning so many awards, I mean, it's a fantastic Broadway show, why not put together a Blu-ray that's going to complement that and re-spark the interest in the movie that inspired the Broadway show? So Newsies on Blu-ray is officially available. You can find out all the different places you can get it at the official Disney Blu-ray website and many other places. I mean, it's just definitely one you want to add to your collection. I've already added it to my own. You definitely want to check it out. I mean, seriously, it's it's an awesome Blu-ray. Crystal clear and fantastic. Now, just a couple of other things before I talk all your ear off, all of you D-heads. There's a couple other things that are out recently, and one of those is everybody loves Groupon. I mean, I myself find myself buying on Groupon many, many times. Well, Disney has now begun testing Disney Family Deals. Now, this is an all-new website that promises online guests that they're going to find fantastic offers on Disney toys, vacations, clothing, collectibles, music, videos, and more. Now, right now, they're working out all the total framework, and it's in beta testing, which has small, limited localization deals and many other things that are going on right now with it since it is those early stages. But this is the all-new Disney Family Deals website. Now, it can be compared to Groupon. What they're going to do is have many different things posted, and you can sit there and pretty much buy it at a discounted rate, much like Groupon. Now, the URL for this is going to be DisneyFamilyDeals.com, and it's going to allow many interested parties to sign up and be be notified when the site goes live. So if you are really excited about this as myself, you can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and sign up on their official website. And it is going to be going live very soon. So right now they are doing the testing for it. And my guess is they want to have this in time for the holiday season coming up in the fall. So definitely look for it. And that's DisneyFamilyDeals.com. Now, since I was talking about apps and all the different apps that you can get for your iPhone, your droids, and many other things... There is an all-new Disney Channel, Disney Junior, and Disney XD app. Now, if you haven't seen these already, if you don't really watch much Disney Channel or things like that, these are apps that are for your iPhone. You can stream it along live as it's actually airing right there on TV if you are part of the you know selected providers that you needed for that, or you can stream select shows. Now, everybody streams many different things. I, myself, have the ABC Family app, Netflix, I mean, many others. You know, and now I downloaded these as well, and they are good. I mean, many of you may not like the Disney Channel app, 
or maybe you don't like Disney XD, or how about Disney Junior? Well, I myself, I'm a father of four kids, the Disney Junior app comes in handy, let me tell you. With Jake and the Neverland Pirates, it's easy to queue it up. And, I gotta say, I'm a big kid at heart, but being able to stream Tron Uprising right through the Disney XD app, it really works. And these are all free apps. You can watch all your favorite television shows and just stay caught up or keep those kids occupied. Definitely worth checking out. I mean, you know, download one or download all three. They're absolutely free. And like I said, I've already gotten my use out of a few of them during some lunch hours and many other times. So check them out. The all-new Disney Channel app, the Disney Junior app, and the Disney XD app. Now, before I let you all go and all you D-heads as I continue with more of this week's show, I do want to mention one more thing, and that's that we're going to have official Disney On Demand t-shirts and stickers coming very soon. That's right, we're going to have official t-shirts, stickers, and many other things for Disney On Demand. So if you are a fan of the show, you really enjoy it, you know, this is our way of bringing some magic to you. Now, we're not looking at anything to get rich with this or really sell tons of merchandise. It's just... You know, you go out to the parks, you want to wear something Disney. And might I tell you that these are going to be different kind of Disney shirts. The goal is to be a Disney fan, to be a Disney diehard, but wear it in style. So be prepared for this. We're going to unveil the designs within the next two weeks, as well as we're going to announce a contest for somebody to develop their very own shirt as well for Disney On Demand. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to have that posted very soon, as well as our all-new website, that is going to be going. Yes, we're already redesigning the website, and we're going to have a new website going up very soon. So, all of you D-heads, I've been rambling on. A lot of things going on. We have Rob Paulson stopping in very soon here at the show. We have more from the Disney D team here at Disney On Demand, including Tony with the top five things you didn't know about. We have Lexi from Down Under stopping in, and Jason with with his DVD and Blu-ray reviews. So, you know what? I'm going to stop my rambling. I'm going to close my eyes, have some faith, trust, pixie dust, and I'm going to leave you with some tunes and the D-team and some other things. So I'll be right back as I might need to get something to drink from all this rambling on. Be right back, all of you D-heads. And now, the three caballeros! And 
Now, Yakko Warner sings all of the words in the English language. Hard for debating, a pet abdicating, a band and a bass and a breast. A blaze and ablution, a whore and abusion, abbreviate, heavy, obsessed. Abduct and ablation, a bridge and abrasion, a bash and abrupt and a bride. Abscond and absentia, absent abstentia, abdomen ably abide. Abominable, abrogate, absolute, absent, absorbent, abstention, abstraction. Absurd and abundant, abusive, abutment, acacia, academy, action. Seed and a cost and accept and a cross and a company acre accord. Accomplish account and accrue and amount acrimonious active adore. Adrenaline adulate adder and advocate advertise adverse abrade. Advice adversarial advent and aerial affluent after afraid. Well, there it is. Yakko Warner now well underway in singing all the words in the English language. I'm Dot Warner. With me is Dick Button. Dick, a good start? Oh, yes, Dot. A marvelous start to what is a difficult, difficult routine. Stay tuned, and we'll be back to bring you the whole thing. Hey, D-heads. When you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. I saw something that day. Something I'll not forget. It stands 12 feet tall with razor-sharp claws. His hide littered with the weapons of fallen warriors. His face scarred with one dead eye. I drew my sword and... Trump! Dad's leg was clean off! Oh, that's my favourite part! <laughs> In accordance with our laws, the firstborn of each of the great leaders must prove their worth. Merida, stop! A lady enjoys elegant <gasps> pursuits. I present my only son... He took out a whole armada single-handedly. He was... With one arm, he was steering the ship. Ugh. I want my freedom. But are you willing to pay the price your freedom will cost? Careful what you wish for, my mother would say. What's the worst that could happen? Show a little decorum. Feast your eyes. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? I've hunted from high and low. I've looked them in the eye. I dream about the perfect way to make this devil die. Taste my blade, you manky bear, for gobbling up my leg. I'll hunt you, then I'll skin you, hang your noggin on a peg. Mordu, 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 mordu. You reign 
ancient as the highlands and as unforgiven too. Mordu, 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 Mordu. Now the time has come for all of us to slaughter you. It's bigger than a Cullen killing armies with its paws. Mordu is never happy till the blood runs from his jaws. He burns us in the mountains and he fights with every clan. His teeth and jaws have ripped the hearts of many a Highland man. Mordu, 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 Mordu. He's stolen lads and lasses and we bloody babies too. Mordu, 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 Mordu. Now the time has come for all of us to slaughter you. Through glen and bog and peat and fog we'll find your furry lair. And then we'll latch you, make you dance, you bear the gnarly bear. We'll roast your rum and haggis and needles and fry your blue blood black. We'll mix a slice of thigh with spice and grill you on the rack. Mordu, 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 Mordu. We dump the beat to make an arse-like shoe Mordu, 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 Mordu Now the time has come for all the clans to slaughter you We'll make his hide a cosy chair, his head upon the wall We'll splash a dram of whiskey on his snout at every ball Tales we'll tell from glen to glen of how we slayed the beast And all will toast brave Highland men at every royal feast Mordu, Mordu, Mordu the legend spreads from fire to fire of the devil that we Did you get the camera? Look, Max, if my dad catches me with this, he'll kill me. Are you sure we gotta do this? It's my only chance, Peach. To Roxanne, I'm, I'm just a nobody. But after today... Bobby! Wow, look, all, all this is for us? Mmm, slurpage. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so great, man. Dude, need fundage, bro. Oh, your feet, yeah, yeah, right here. Get it! Get it with it! Mmm, it's pretty scrumptious. Hi, and welcome to this week's Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About. This week, we have the Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About Rob Paulson. Number 5. 11 video games have Rob Paulson's voice in them. Number 4. 91 episodes of Darkwing Duck were aired. Number 3. 65 episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers were aired. Number 2. 2,000 hours of animations have been done by Rob Paulson. And the number one thing you did not know about Rob Paulson is 1,000 commercials have been done by Rob Paulson. Thanks, and have a great day. Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
So, it's been a fantastic show so far. It feels good to be back. You know, the time off and getting used to being a father of four kids has been kind of crazy. But jumping right back into saddle, I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. Keeping it fun, entertaining, informative, and just bringing a little bit of magic to your day from your lifetime of Disney with this all-new kind of Disney show for you. We just hope you're really enjoying it, all of you D-heads. I really do do the show for you. I'm a diehard Disney fan. And myself, just like many of you, we've grown up with Disney and you just want a little bit of magic. You don't want to be overloaded. You don't want to be just bogged down with too many details or information. Sometimes you just want to have some magic to make you smile. And I hope I'm able to do that along with the D-Team here at Disney On Demand. And, And speaking of which, I do want to mention that, yes, we did have some time off. But we are going to have an all-new schedule. That's right, every Monday night, starting next week. Late Monday nights, you are going to be able to get an all-new Disney On Demand. Yes, you heard me correct. We are officially putting it down as we have an official release date for the show. So no more of wondering when a new show is going to be coming out. When's a new Disney On Demand going to be here? Did he fade away? Did he disappear? What's going on? Yes, every Monday night. Late Monday night. So when you come into work Tuesday, you wake up. Or maybe you're just up late on Monday night. Every Monday night, you're going to have a new Disney On Demand. So stay tuned, all of you D-heads. We have a set schedule. We're going to get you in the regimen and hopefully kick off your week every single week with a little bit of magic to make you smile and make that journey to Friday go a little bit smoother. Now, before I touch upon many other things, I do want to talk about the Disney Pixar film that is out in theaters, Brave. Now, I'm sure you've heard many different reviews of Brave and many other things, but I'm not going to go into too much depth in terms of being crazy, you know, about, uh, you know, all the different things or saying, hey, it's a spoiler alert. So, you know what? Here's exactly what I'm going to tell you. One, disregard all the trailers. The movie has nothing really to do about the trailers. The trailer doesn't do it justice. I'm not actually sure why Disney is marketing it that way, but the film is so much better. Yes, Brave is a fantastic film. I had a chance to take my oldest daughter, Princess Allie, to see Brave this past weekend, and it is a phenomenal film. It is empowering. It is touching. I even had a few tears in my eyes myself because the story is so good. I mean, I know many people don't want to have a spoiler alert or anything like that, but let's just say the whole suitor aspect of it that's in the trailers, that's seriously like 10% of the film. But there's some fantastic music in the film that I'm sure you're going to hear this week here at Disney On Demand. There's many other things in terms of the characters, the storyline, and definitely the relationship between a parent and their child. I mean, in the end, that is the most important lesson, the most important meaning, um, the most important thing about the movie Brave is all about that connection as a parent and a child. Whether you're a child looking up to your parent or a parent looking down to your child, this is pretty much what Brave is all about. Now, it is full of tons of humor, tons of fantasy. It is definitely fun. It has its funny moments, but it also has that heart. It has that little bit of heart. Uh, I guess it's very different for a Pixar film. I want to say it's almost more leaning towards the straight Disney side of a film because it has that, just that something extra. So it's you can definitely tell that Disney and Pixar are working really well together on this, um, that they are coming together because the story is so strong. Now you also should know that there's definitely is some quirky characters, people that are key roles, 
definitely characters that you don't see in the trailers as well. And might I add, always stay till the end of the credits. Yes, the very end. There's a great payoff at the end. Nothing huge, nothing that's looking forward to Brave Part 2 or anything nuts like that, but it's something that's going to bring a smile to your day after you're done watching those credits. But might I add, Brave is a great film, not just for girls. That also is an important factor. It isn't just for the little princesses. There's so much in that film that goes beyond just a princess. So don't be afraid to take your little boys. That is the one thing I cannot stress as a father, that boys can like princess movies as well. There's many elements that are good. I myself, my favorite Disney film of all time, Sleeping Beauty. Yes, it is Sleeping Beauty. When I was a child, I just wanted to be Prince Philip. I mean, seriously, he had a horse. He was like a rogue prince. He had a sword. I mean, he was awesome. So definitely don't be afraid. I mean, my youngest son loves Princess and the Frog. You have Louis the Alligator. You have Dr. Facilier. Great elements. So don't be afraid to take them to see Brave because there's some great elements in there from the triplets, the younger brothers, the father, many other things. And also, they can relate as well to the princess herself. You know, not always is it just the, hey, I'm a princess, I want to be free. You know, you can find yourself relating to many of these characters, whether it's the princess from Brave, whether it's, you know, Rapunzel, you know, things like that. We all long to be free or long to make our own journey or things like that. So don't be afraid to take your boys. Don't stereotype. I mean, it sounds like I'm lecturing, but just don't stereotype. Just seriously, just enjoy it as a film and help your entire family embrace it as a film. And your Disney library is going to fill up because they're going to realize, you know what? These are great movies as well. It doesn't just have to be Madagascar or something with crazy pop humor at the moment. So definitely enjoy it. I'm just going to say brave, fantastic film. I see some awards coming its way and definitely take the time to go see it. It's a great, fantastic film. I do want to put the call out for many more D-Team members. If you have something you may want to contribute to here at the show, maybe the website, maybe you're a developer for applications, many other things, or you just want to get your own segment here at Disney On Demand, or you know, there's things that are missing or ways you just don't even know how, but you want to get involved. We are looking for D-Team members. So definitely shoot us an email, disneyblue at att.net, and put D-Team in the subject head. We're looking for D-Team members to come on board. You don't have to have professional radio experience. You don't have to have you know a background in broadcasting or anything. All we want are Disney fans, Disney friends, Disney family, and people that just have the heart that want to bring a little bit of magic to all their friends in the Disney community. So definitely shoot us an email and we're looking to bring you on board. So with that said, we have the D-Team member from Down Under. As I prepare for the one and only Rob Paulson stopping in here very shortly, I see him on the line. The light is flashing. We're raring to go. Yes, I mean, seriously, I'm excited to talk to this guy. He is the man of a thousand voices. He's done so many different voices that many times you don't even know it's him. So I'm, I'm just stoked. So with that, how about going into a little bit of the history of Rob Paulson? How did he come to be a voice actor? What's some of his history, some of his background? So we're going to just shoot it on over Down Under, and we're going to put it in the hands of the D-Team member Lexi very shortly. So 
You're going to hear me in just a couple of moments with the one and only Rob Paulson, and I'm going to leave you in the hands of the DT member Lexi with a little bit more about Rob. Stops a toast to this night. The outlook is rosy. The future is bright. Our children will marry. Our kingdoms unite. Scums, scums, scums. Honored by your visit. Let me show you our assembly line. First, sheets of sheer synthetic sheepskin are slid into several kicky sack shoe shapes and shapely shoe sizes by six sitting sheet slitters. I only see five sitting sheet slitters. The sixth sitting sheet slitters sick. His son Sammy subbing till the six sixth sitting sheet slitters back sitting pretty. You're not the sheet slitter? No, I'm the sheet slitter's son. Well, you keep on slitting sheets until the sheet slitter comes. <laughs> the shoe shaper then shapes the slit synthetic sheepskin sheets and shoots out shoes through the chute. Now, this is Mr. Plunkett, the new khaki sock plucker. I had to fire our previous sock plucker. He had a bit of an attitude. So you sack the cocky khaki kicky sack sock plucker? The second cocky khaki kicky sack sock plucker I sacked since the six sitting sheet slitter got sick. Whoops, don't worry, just an electrical problem. One of the kicky sack sack pickers will have to flick the plug. Not the khaki sock plucker? Oh my no. The kicky sack pickers flick the plug. The khaki sock plucker can't reach the socket over the latex child perambulator fenders we used to. If there's a prize for rotten judgment. I guess I've already won that No man is worth the aggravation That's ancient history, been there, done that Don't you think you're kidding? He's the earth and heaven to you Try to keep it hidden Honey, we can see right oh, through no. you You're dying to cry your heart out
If you know Goof Troop, Prince Eric, Jose Carrera, or even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then you will definitely recognize our exciting guest this week, Rob Paulson. As I was researching for the show, I was literally amazed and humbled by Rob's long list of work. Rob has given his voice to over 250 characters, from commercials to cartoons and even characters in animated movies. Rob's range is something to be admired. Seriously, seriously, what an amazing set of accomplishments. We are so lucky to have him on the show this week. So, for a bit of background information, some fun facts to bring you that little bit closer to the voice you already know so well. Before his colourful career began, Rob lived in Detroit and spent his childhood days watching cartoons and just loved singing and acting. And then starting his career around the age of 19, Rob began to lend his talent to a number of, well, non-Disney characters, like, like Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Animaniacs guys, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, and the list just goes on forever. Over 250 characters. I'm still so amazed. Rob even won a Daytime Emmy Award. That's a fantastic achievement. But it's not just his voice that makes him such a gift to the entertainment industry. Rob loves performance so much that he started out wanting to just act and be on stage in any way he could. His talents are truly endless. So Rob moved to LA to be a live action actor and worked in improv and on some background characters. He was just so passionate about performance, including singing. Rob once described himself as a singer who decided to become an actor, singing in choirs and developing a passion for the arts. On a side note, it is interesting to see that Rob once contemplated being a professional sports player. Aren't we lucky that he chose his voice? So, we can see why his characters have such diverse and quality voices. Working on a lot of commercials and on a local radio station, Rob liked different voices from the start, and one thing led to another, and Rob landed a job on G.I. Joe. And because of his fantastic success in the character of Snowjob, more voices came his way. Rob's early career must have been so exciting, having companies like Disney come calling for your voice. I can't imagine the joy he must have felt. So Rob started young, around the age of 19, and funnily enough, he didn't think that any of his voices would become the classics that they are today. Just shows you that the best in the business are often the most humble and hardworking. The dedication that goes into each character, making sure it is believable and fits with the style of the animation, is truly astonishing. But Rob's career is still shining, with new characters on the way and no sign of slowing. Lucky for us, we can look forward to even more Disney fun. Rob continues to be one of the most sought-after commercial voice actors in the industry. So for us D-heads, we can hear Rob as PJ in Goof Troop, as part of the team of the Tinkerbell movies, he is the Scottish voice of Bobble, and the current voice of our much-loved Jose Carrera. Personally, I love all things Little Mermaid. So as the voice of Prince Eric in Little Mermaid 2 in 2000, I can say that it was the charming voice of the young prince that won my heart. We can also hear Rob on the Disney Channel in The Replacements or in Mickey Mouse Works and Mickey House of Mouse. Rob brings us Jose Carrera with a Spanish twist, bringing new life to the originally Brazilian voiced bird. As a tropical bird, he loves to dance and party to the Brazilian beat. The voice is charismatic and easygoing, just like the character we all love. Then we've got Rob as Gladstone Gander, 
As a much-loved member of Disney's Duck family and the first cousin to our friend Donald, Rob plays a friendly, smooth-talking pal. What's even cooler is that it's not just TV and movies that welcome Rob's voice work, but video games too. We can play 102 Dalmatians, Puppies to the Rescue, or Kingdom Hearts and Donald Duck Out of the Shadows and hear a friendly voice in Rob. I love how each character is different. Rob is an extremely talented accent artist, ranging from British to Scottish and over to a Brooklyn accent for Reuben in Lilo and Stitch. If you are looking to see the voice in person, Rob appears at regular industry events like Comic-Con International and he has even started Rob Paulson Live. So these are seminars across the US where you can learn all about his wonderful career and even get an autograph. The list really does go on. So even more cool things from Mr. Paulson himself are his new website robpaulsonlive.com which has been up for over a year now and Talkin' Tunes with Rob Paulson, his weekly podcast on all things animation. Outside of his voice work, Rob is focused on paying it forward. He is an active charity supporter and participates in a number of projects for cancer research and disabled children. That means a lot to me. If someone can be so successful and talented and can still find the time and effort to give back to the world, they have to be an incredible person. That is something you don't really see every day. Rob's sense of humour is even incredible. Joking around and saying that he is getting paid to do what he got in trouble for in the seventh grade. So, I guess it's if you love what you do, you can really shine. And that is certainly what our special guest, Rob Paulson, does. Thanks, Rob. You are a true credit to the Disney world. It all began with one little mermaid dreamed of life on the land. Now the incredible tale continues as Ariel's daughter, Melody Child, <laughs> dreams of life in the sea. You know what? Sometimes I even pretend I have fins. The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. New special edition. Experience a story unlike any other. Melody can't know about merpeople or Atlantica. Oh, this is delicious. Return to the mystery. Melody's gone! Melody's gone! I should have known I couldn't keep Melody from the sea. It's time I trusted her with the truth. Return to the magic. Your destiny awaits you. Return to the adventure. What's happening? Ah! Melody! The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Coming soon to new special edition Disney DVD. Only for a limited time. You're a mermaid? Ah! The grand prize... ...in their dealings with... ...dressed envelope to... ...Davis and Kirk. Right down that... <laughs>
Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back with another installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we bring you all the magic and memories and all the different people that make everything happen from the animated films, the live action, and more, this week we have a very special guest, a man of uh, thousands of voices, I would like to say. Many of you uh, know him from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, a wide variety of Disney films, and more. We have the one and only Rob Paulson with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, my goodness, we've just begun, and it clearly is the happiest place on Earth, or at least the happiest place on, on radio or the Internet. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure. I mean, I have to say, when we put out feelers and we asked all of our listeners, you know, who do you want to hear from and whatnot, your name, hey, it came up so many times, it was just unbelievable. So, you know, it's an honor to have you on. Well, thank you very much, man. It's, it's absolutely a pleasure to be here, and I hope that, uh, I hope that I don't disappoint. So, let's have at it. <laughs> Right, you know, I don't think you will. So I guess for all of our Disney listeners right away, I guess we'll just jump into, you know, I guess your entire career. I mean, you originally kicked off your career a long time ago, I guess. Well, I don't want to say a long time ago. I don't want to make you feel old, but... Um, okay, no, um, no, no. I, listen, I am old. I was, people don't know this, but I was the entertainment at the Last Supper, so I've been <laughs> around for a while. But it, in those days, I was Shecky of Arimathea. But yeah, I've, um, uh, I have been, Jonathan. I was lucky enough to... Uh, I've actually been making my living performing since I've been 19, and so now that I'm an, you know, I'm happy to tell you that I'm 56. So I've been making money as a as a performer, singing and acting and all that stuff since I've been quite a quite a young age. Um, I moved out to Los Angeles uh, in 1978, ostensibly to be a, to do live action work, which I did. I did a lot of TV and movies and radio. I mean, TV and movies and uh, episodic television stuff like that. And um, forgive me if you hear a couple of... I'm in my car. I'm driving on the Pacific Coast Highway, and there's some pretty bumpy spots here in Malibu, but I'll try to dodge them. Um, in any case, yeah, I, I came out here in 1978, and uh, I wanted to do voice work because I had done a lot of it doing local radio back in Flint, Michigan, which is where I grew up and went to high school. But uh, as most many of your listeners know, when, you, when I came out here, it was only ABC, CBS, and NBC Saturday morning that had the bulk of animation. And some on local TV, but as you can imagine, it was all covered by, you know, like Mel Blanc and June Pere and Dawes Butler and Don Bessick and, uh, you know, the folks that, that sort of did all that stuff. So there wasn't as much product as there is now. Um, however, that fortunately changed, and I was in the right place at the right time. And my agent said, if you're interested in doing uh, animated voices, I said, of course, because what I learned pretty quickly was that acting is acting, and I'd had a relatively large amount of experience from my age when I came here. Um, I started auditioning at Hanna-Barbera, and uh, actually the first jobs I got on cartoon shows were um, G.I. Joe and Transformers on the original shows back in 85, 85. and um, did more auditioning. One thing led to another, and then I got Johnny Quest, the second version of Johnny Quest. I watched the original with Tim Matheson, who was the original Johnny Quest in the mid-60s. But uh, Hanna-Barbera did another version of it in the mid-80s, and I was Haji. So uh, it was a bit of a, you know, a different, certainly a character stretch for me to be a, an average kid from Grand Blanc, Michigan, saying, you know, do all of a sudden things like, uh, 
Shim Shim Shalabim and Lukat Chani. It's a Terapak, though, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I all of a sudden was getting a lot of voice work. And a lovely actor named Alan Oppenheimer one day told me, he said, young man, you're going to have to make a choice one day because you're starting to get a lot of work. And, and uh, it didn't take me long to realize that I was actually getting paid to do it. used to get me in trouble in high school. And I worked with brilliant actors, and uh, many of whom are now my dear friends. Corey Burton, Bill Farmer, Maple uh, Winchell, Jim Cumming, uh, many, many Disney people. Uh, Mae Whitman, um, Jen Hale, all, all dear friends. And so I go to work every day now, Jonathan, with people that I would choose to spend my free time with, and they give me money. So there's, not a, there's no downside. <laughs> right. And, you know, and like you said, it's your friends and, you know, your friends are, I mean, fantastic people. I mean, many of them who we've had as guests here on our show. So, I mean, they're just wonderful people that, uh, you know, have a legacy of their own. And like you said, you got started early on GI Joe, you know, moving on to Johnny quest. And I mean, and everybody, uh, I would have to say listening to a lot of your bits, you know, and of course I'm always trying to do my research. If there's anything that I haven't heard from you or whatnot, you change your voice so much that, it's, you know, sometimes I hear voice actors and I can still tell it's them. I, I have to say, there's many times I hear your voice and I'm like, no way, that can't be him. Oh, well, bless your heart. That certainly for me is the ultimate compliment and, and I really appreciate that because I work hard to, you know, all of us do work hard to create characters that are not only germane to the show on which we're working, but we like them to be interesting and, it's, you know, if you're lucky, they become iconic and I've certainly had my, my share of, a, of characters that have become well-known and hung around and seemed to stand the test of time. But I'll tell you what, when you talk about folks that do that, look, you know, Jim Cummings, I mean, to have the Tasmanian devil be the same guy that does the Winnie the Pooh is pretty astonishing. And um, Darkwing Duck and, yeah, all these wonderful Disney shows that I've had the pleasure of working with Jimmy on. And, and of course, you know, the Princess and the Frog, he played Ray. It's unbelievable what Jimmy can do. And to have known these people for 25 years, and we grew up together with such an incredible joy. Frank Welker, Jeff Bennett, you know, the list goes on and on. Dee Bradley Baker, and they're just, their talent is really endless. And uh, so I consider myself um, not only incredibly fortunate for the work that I'm, I'm getting a chance to do on a daily basis, but the people that have become my dear close friends are not only the most gifted actors, in my view, in the world, but I'm telling you, for your listeners, they are the nicest people, Jonathan, with whom you would ever spend an afternoon. They are so unpretentious, so unaffected by their talent, and they are as delightful in real life as they seem on your interviews. Absolutely wonderful people. I can only imagine, and I'm sure that, you know, I, I was going to hit upon a different question here, but I have to say that I bet you when all of you guys get together, there's a lot of... Uh, unaired uh, voices and some phrases that uh, shouldn't be aired. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, in a nutshell, yes. And in fact, I tell you, I was talking to Tress McNeil about this who played Dot on Animaniacs. And, you know, she's been a regular on The Simpsons for years and she's, uh, <clears throat> she was bad funny on Tiny Toons. And again, one of my dearest friends, practically my son's a godmother, <clears throat> pardon me, and um, I said, Jesus, Tress, wouldn't you pay pretty much anything that you had in your, at least in your pocket, I mean, not your checkbook, for, for the outtakes for Animaniacs and Tiny Coons. And, oh, my God. Yeah, really, the same thing with, like, eventually I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, spending Wednesday morning with Billy Farmer, who is, all your listeners know, is the voice of Goofy, and then among many other, but Goofy and I, yeah, Goofy and I, that's how I like them to say, 
Um, Billy and I did Goof Troop years ago. And, um, I mean, what a cast. Billy Farmer is Goofy. Jim Cummings is Black Pete. April Winchell is uh, Peg. And uh, the beautiful, lovely, unfortunately, Billy Departed, Dana Hill is uh, Max. And I played PJ, Pete Jr. Great, incredible group of actors. But, my goodness, the outtakes, and as you said, not fit, not fit for public consumption, but wickedly funny. I mean, hurt your sides laughing <laughs> funny. That's uh, really, really great. And so, yeah, you're, you're spot on, my friend. Um, virtually every show that we've worked on that, you know, that has been a long, you know, on which has had a good run, Ninja Turtles, Animaniacs, Speaking the Brain, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, oh, yeah, the outtakes are just unbelievable. Great fun. Well, I guess uh, touching upon Groove Troop, you know, we'll bring it to Disney here, you know, and, you know, doing PJ like you've done in a, a goofy movie, an extremely goofy movie, you know, he's relatively a new character since the Goof Troop. Now, you can't imagine a Disney world without PJ now as Max's, uh, you know, faithful buddy. Did you ever think PJ was going to take off as much as he has? Because, I mean, whenever you think Goofy, you think Max and you think PJ right away. It's interesting you say that. I've had a lot of people now, because I've been lucky enough to do this for a long time, I, I, you know, have a generation's worth of sort of fan base, as we all do, who are lucky enough to work. And so when I go do personal appearances now, um, I, I, was in, I was in Orlando a couple of years ago promoting the new Tinkerbell movie. I, I'm a, I play a character named Bobble on the, uh, the Tinkerbell franchise. And, um, it was amazing. I, I, you know, I was in Orlando doing the whole Disney thing and meeting people and enjoying myself. I cannot tell you how many people came up to me, you know, not only were interested in, in the Tinkerbell stuff and Ninja Turtles and Pinky and all that other, but my goodness, they loved a truly goofy movie and a goofy movie and Goof Troop. And you're right, in the same breath with Goofy and Max was PJ. And what's fascinating about PJ, as you recall, is that He's a pretty large guy, you know. He's like, come on, Max, let's go skateboarding. And the interesting thing about that, which many of your listeners uh, may know or may not know, is that I did a uh, character for years on a show called uh, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius um, named Carl Weezer. And interestingly, when I got a chance to read for Carl, I had, uh, you know, the uh, the producers were, you know, so he's this kind of guy, he's kind of a little, you know, a little chunky kid, and he's got uh, and so I was like, you know, a little smaller, with kind of a slower cadence, and voila, you know, we had Carl Weezer. So what's interesting about that voice is that it, it was it served me very well on uh, Goof Troop, and then what's great about what we do is because nobody cares about what we look like, and nobody cares whether you're short, short tall, thin, fat, you've got white hair, green hair, no hair. Uh, you know, you can often manipulate a voice to give it a brand new life. And uh, so I'm so grateful and very proud of Goof Troop. And I'm grateful and very proud that I was able to to take, you know, kind of a, a character that we thought had pretty much seen it today. And, uh, and uh, the folks at Nickelodeon were nice enough to let me breathe new life into it. So it's all good, as they say. And I'm very, uh, very grateful that people still remember good old PJ. Oh, yes. I think uh, everyone would always remember PJ. And, you know, like you said, you know, doing other voices. Of course, we're going to have to touch upon An Animaniacs just because everybody does know that. Um, you know, it, 
It was huge. I mean, I remember, uh, uh, you know, so many times my little sister was listening to the Animaniacs CDs and the, um, you know, the United States song and all those fun things. And uh, I guess, how was it knowing that it, it was so successful, so big? And then, of course, with Pinky and the Brain, you know, winning so many awards, I guess, uh, did you ever, ever fathom that an, an animated TV show would go to such heights? Yes and no. I mean, certainly when you're working with Steven Spielberg and he's the captain of the ship, it's pretty hard. It's pretty, you know, you really got to work at it to screw it up, Jonathan. You know, you, you really do. And um, Mr. Spielberg is um, another gentleman who, you know, we all love his work and we everything from, you know, Jaws to Warhorse. I mean, everything. The guy's just, well, he's Steven Spielberg. That's all you have to say. And, uh, so I had worked with him on several projects. I worked with him on camera on a show called uh, Amazing Stories. And then I did, um, did a bunch of voice work on E.T. And, uh, of course, Tiny Theater Adventures. And then he hired me to work on Animaniacs. And so we certainly had an idea it was going to be successful, or at least it was going to get a chance to be successful. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, because there was a lot of time, money, and also they gave us a plenty of lead time. Um, that is, we... Uh, I remember we started recording them literally 20 years ago last March. It was March of 92 that we started recording those shows. And I recall thinking, wow, this is really, really, you know, really spectacular. And, uh, and they gave us, uh, we started recording them in March of 92 and they didn't begin airing until September of 93. So the great thing about that is you have an awful lot of time to, to, you know, get it right. And, um, tweak it and uh, you know the musicians we had a 35 piece orchestra for every half hour that was absolutely unheard of anymore or uh, series television uh, you know animated television everyday stuff so it was it was spectacular and every now and then in your career you know the stars sort of align and everybody on both sides of the glass was at the top of their game you know as I said Mr. Spielberg was running the show Kim McCurdy was the, the lovely genius head of Warner Brothers Animation. Tom Ruger had cut his teeth on it on, on Tiny Tunes and now had given been given the reins by Stephen for Animaniacs, all these great writers, Peter Hastings, Logan Bressack, uh, Sherry Stoner, um, um, just John McCann, Peter, um, you know, um, oh God, I just one after another, Paul Rugg, Deanna Oliver, it just didn't stop. And then, of course, the cast. And we had Tress McNeil and Jeff Harnell and, and uh, Bernadette Peters and Nancy Cartwright and um, Maurice LaMarche, Frank Welker. It just went on and on and on and on and on. So, as I said, when you've got that, you know, those ingredients, you have to work at it to screw it up. And fortunately, we didn't. And I have to tell you, the same thing as when folks mention PJ. When I go do personal appearances or do interviews, it doesn't matter that Animaniacs uh, is stopped airing and like we stopped making them, I believe, in 1998 or nine. It doesn't matter that they're 13 odd years old. They're they're 15 years old. People love them and they hold up really well and they're very hip. Uh, they have really clever punk, uh, cultural references, like the best animated shows, like Rocky and Bullwinkle and and you know the Goofy stuff and the Mickey Mouse stuff and the uh, uh, the old Looney Tunes. And so I'm really really grateful to have been part of it and uh, yeah man people always want to hear me sing United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru it just never stops and I'm I'm grateful and the problem will be when people do stop asking so I'm very grateful that they do. 
I don't think anybody would ever forget the Animaniacs. I mean, they were enduring. They lasted forever. And like you said, they hold up. It's the kind of thing where you can flip through channels, you see it in a rerun, or you check out a DVD, and it still holds up because, you know, children today, I show my kids it, and, you know, they love it too. So that that right there is... Isn't there. that the truth? I'm telling you, man, it's incredible. And I, what's really cool is, is, is Jonathan, when, when I go to meet people, um, I've been traveling a lot, and I'm doing, you know, workshops for actors and... I call them tons of laughs and autographs where I basically go and meet people and talk and ask, do Q&A and sign stuff. And then, of course, you know, there are lots and lots of uh, pop culture conventions like smaller versions of Comic-Con all over the world now. And so I love traveling around and meeting these people. And I find a couple of things that, I, that are really fascinating and incredibly gratifying. And that is that we know millions of people watch these shows, but because our our work is, uh, rather our you know, our um, our, our jobs are fairly anonymous. It's a fairly anonymous profession. That is, you know, you don't walk down the street and people say, there's Yakko, Pinky, and Goofy, and PJ, you know, um, which is probably a good thing. Uh, but interestingly, when, you know, when people find out what I do, they freak because they have something that they've seen in the last 25 years that they really love. But when I go to do one of these appearances, if there are 100 people in the audience, inevitably, Jonathan, two or three of them have stories that, referred to the profound effect, positive effect, that many of these characters that all of us do have had on these people. And it's so sweet, whether it's, I was very sick as a child, and I you know, I watched Goof Troop all day long, and it made me get through this difficult chemotherapy, or my parents went through a divorce, and my brother and I watched Ninja Turtles, and it was, you know, this whole, or I was bullied, and I watched Ninja Turtles, and it made me, you know, feel strong, and go, you know, learn how to take martial arts. Any of that, it happens all the time. And I know it happens to Billy. I know it happens to Nancy Cartwright with Bard. I know it happens to, you know, to, to all these other actors who do what we do. And it's so incredibly gratifying. And I had no idea how uh, precious these characters are to so many people. And, and what's interesting is that now, because <clears throat> I, I, I've been around for so long, I'll meet somebody and say, I'm 35 years old or 32 years old. Dude, I was a Ninja Turtle freak in the late 80s, early 90s. And then in high school and college, it was Pinky and the Brain and the Maps and Beef Troop and, and Tailspin and Darkwing Duck and the Tick and the Mask and all these things that I had to do with Pinky and the Brain. Animaniacs. And then my kids and I watched Jimmy Neutron and Back at the Barnyard and Fairly Odd Parents. And now, lo and behold, I'm going to be doing Nickelodeon's versions of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is coming out this fall. And this time I get to be Donatello. So I have, like, it's come full circle. And I have these people at 32 years old thinking, this is, this is wild. So, you know, I'm having a time of my life. And my son, oddly enough, he called me up. He's working with Nick at the time that I booked the new Turtles show. And he said, I just saw this memo that you are going to be doing Donatello, uh, Greg Sutton, and Michelangelo, Sean Aston, and Raphael, and Jason Biggs, and Leonardo. He said, Dad, you're going to be the answer to a Jeopardy question. <laughs> you know, because I've, I've been doing, I'm the only guy still breathing who's been able to do two uh, different turtles. And I said, well, if I live 50 more years, maybe I can knock them all out. So it's, it's an incredibly wonderful, uh, you know, bit of uh, serendipity. I'm so lucky. And, and to get another crack at arguably one of the 
most successful franchises in showbiz history is just an incredible, uh, incredibly good. Oh, definitely. And, and, you know, you answered one of my questions already about the Turtles and, you know, how you're coming back, you're doing, you know, the new shows because everybody loves the Turtles. And you never know, you might actually get that third chance when, uh, what is it, Jerry Bruckheimer is thinking of bringing it to the big screen. So How about that? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and what's interesting is I know many of your listeners have seen, I think it's uh, Michael Bay who is going to be uh, directing it. And maybe it's Jerry Bruckheimer producing it. I know that uh, Michael Bay has already mentioned that I think in, in their version of the Turtles, the feature version, uh, the next feature version, that, you know, the Turtles are going to be aliens or something. Well, you know, and people, of course, email me, and I'm flattered that they think, (laughs) that they think I hold any sway with Michael Bay, you know, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm just an actor, and don't get me wrong, it's not false modesty, I'm good at my job, and I'm proud of it, but trust me, you know, I don't get on the phone and call up Michael Bay and say, dude. What's up with turtles being aliens? So uh, all I can tell you is if that is, in fact, the way the story goes, then uh, people will either like it and there will be another one, or they won't, and it will go direct to, direct to DVD. So, you know, like many things that I've been involved in, uh, you got to give it a chance and see what happens. I'm sure there are people who are, are already disappointed that, you know, there's another version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for television. You know, and many people just love the original, and I got that. And I'm sure there'll be people who are going, oh, my God, Rob Paulson is Donatello. That's crazy. He's Raphael. Or, uh, why would they bring Rob Paulson? He's too old. Well, all I can tell you is, you know, the folks at Nickelodeon could have hired whomever they want. And they were kind enough to give me the uh, give me the ball again. So they must have thought that I had the chops. And all I can tell you is that what I've seen so far is really interesting. And it's, it's fantastic. Having been involved in the original... And seeing a clean sheet of paper go to, uh, you know, as I say, pop culture icon status, I got to tell you, um, you know, Michelangelo will always, Tons uh, and Coleman will always be Michelangelo, Mary Gordon will always be Donatello, Cam Clark will always be uh, Leonardo, and I will always be Raphael to many people. But all I can tell you is getting a, sh- a second chance on the show is this is a spectacular iteration of the show, and it's not better, it's different, and it's just as fantastic with all of the, you know, the new techniques that have been, been, been uh, uh, discovered in the ensuing 25 years. So give it a chance. The scripts are clever. Oh, and by the way, it's being, you know, the, the producer on behalf of Nickelodeon is Peter Hastings, who produced and wrote the original Pinky and the Brain. He was one of the producers on Pinky and the Brain, and he just got done producing Kung Fu Panda for Nickelodeon. So uh, Peter knows what he's doing. He also worked at Disney for a long time. He directed the Country Bears movie. So he's been around, and uh, to be able to work with my friend Peter Hastings after having, you know, we all want Emmys on Pinky in the Brain, so you can rest assured that the, the ship is being steered by a guy that knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, definitely, and like you said, it's, uh, you know, there are going to be people that are upset, but... Um, I'm one of those people where I look at it as I have my fond memories of classic animation, but sometimes the only way to pass something down that you love so much is to have a new version of it. And, you know, I think that sometimes it needs to be done. You know, look at things like The Parent Trap and my children watching The Parent Trap remake. Yes, it's a remake, but you know what? If that's the way that it can get passed down with a great story, then so be it. So you can still have something good. Good for you, Jonathan. That's a great attitude. And I'm the same way. I, I, I mean, you know, one of my dearest friends is Mark Hamill, and uh, I don't care whether Mark is 25, 55, or 85. He is Luke Skywalker, baby. <laughs> and and I'm telling you, 
you know, he and his lovely wife, Mary Lou, and their daughter, Chelsea, used to come to my son's birthday parties. And it was so cool to see the look on my son's friend's faces. Because they walk in and go, wait a minute, that's, that's Mark Hamill. And, of course, they know him not only... I mean, my son got to know him as, as Luke Skywalker because he watched the old Star Wars movies. But he was more enamored, and his buddies were more enamored by Mark and his vocal work because he was a joker for 20 years on Batman. And... and, and you can make the argument, and my son is a 27-year-old man now, and a very bright individual, and a huge fan of video games and animation and all that. And uh, his all-time favorite anime feature, of course, is, uh, is Lion King, because he loves 2D stuff. I mean, he, he gets the 3D and the, or the CGI, but he really, really loves Lion King and Princess and the Frog and all that. But he said, you know what, Dad? I've loved the Batman movies and Christian Bale and, and um, uh, the... Um, Oh, gosh, I forgot his name. Forgive me, the gentleman. Christopher Nolan, it directs all the Batman movies now. But he said, I'm telling you, man, um, the uh, gentleman that plays the, the uh, oh, Kevin. Kevin Conroy, who's the voice of Batman and has been for 20 years in the animated version. And Mark Hamill, who's been the voice of the Joker for Warner Brothers for the last 20 years. He said, I'm telling you, man, they are the two best actors, irrespective of live action or animated. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that feel the same way. Uh, so, it, it, it really is, uh, as you mentioned, your attitude about looking at stuff and saying, there's always room for something new and different. It doesn't mean it has to be better. And it's not that anybody's trying to screw up your childhood memories. Thank God we have DVDs and people can watch Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, until the cows come home. And they can watch the Adam West version of Batman, you know, the, the kind of campy version, if that's what they want to watch. But there are so, so many incredible actors and animators and storytellers and Look at Mr. Lasseter over it. It, it. All the great stuff that, that he's done. And uh, you just you, it, it's just good storytelling with good storytelling. Good acting with good acting. Good music with good music. And uh, it, it just every generation has its favorite. But fortunately, there are piece, bits and pieces of all of it that stand the test of time. And we can, we can enjoy everybody's stuff. Right, you know, and sometimes you never know which way it's going to come back, which is all going to lead me right into something else you're doing that you mentioned upon. And, you know, you always have Peter, pa Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Return to Neverland, and now the Tinkerbell franchise that you're part of, which, um, you know, my six-year-old daughter is just obsessed with and loves. Um, you know, there was always so much... I guess the fans were torn back and forth. It was Tinkerbell's talking. Is this going to be good? Is it not going to be good? But all the characters are so lovable. And then you have your character on there. You know, I guess, uh, how does it feel being part of this franchise now that who would have thought that a pixie would be so popular now all these years later carrying on that Disney tradition? Oh, my God. Jonathan, it's just it's crazy. I, I remember uh, Jeff Bennett, who was just another stupidly gifted man, um, who I just worked today. And, uh, uh, he's the voice of Clank, and Clank and Bobble are the two sort of tinker fairies that end up in, you know, the comedy relief and all these uh, Tinkerbell movies, and um, I remember Jeffrey and I went in to read for, I don't know, five or six years ago now, and uh, the script went through many, many changes, and one thing led to another, and ultimately we ended up in the show, thanks to Mr. Lasseter, and, and uh, boom, I mean, it went just over the moon. I thought, well, let's do another one. Well, now we're on, I think they just greenlit the sixth one or seventh one. And uh, I was just over at the Disney lot about two weeks ago tweaking the, the most recent one, which will be out, I think, in the fall. And Clank and Bobble are in every one. The beautiful and ridiculously talented Mae Whitman is the voice of Tinkerbell. And she's, I mean, she's a brilliant actress. So 
you know, again, she does live acting too. She's a regular. She plays Amber on uh, on uh, Parenthood on NBC. She's been in so many features, and the girl is only, I think, twenty three. I've known her mother, who is an actress, Pat Music. I've known her mother and her daddy probably before uh, May was born, and now May is also the, the new April O'Neil on Ninja Turtles. So, you know, this girl is so incredibly talented. And then you have Mr. Lassen running the show. Here we go again. Another really clever, smart, brilliant guy that knows what he's doing. And, man, it's just gone crazy. So I'll tell you, man, I, I, if, I were, if I had this kind of success as a doctor, my, both my thumbs would be green, you know? I'm, um, I've been very fortunate. And, uh, and again, you, you know, you kind of hope something takes off. But this Tinkerbell franchise has really taken on a life of its own. And... Um, and so uh, I really appreciate all you uh, little girls and boys uh, who've been watching. And next time you come down, uh, you think of look, you look up bubble, and I'll show you a really good thing. You know, and like you said, it is one of those things where you know you have to feel blessed that you get to come back and work on all these franchises and different things, which. Right away, also, you know, your resume is full of thousands of voices. I mean, not always the main character, not always the main person. Um, you know, do you get just that same excitement when you're going in and they're like, all right, we need a bunch of people talking in the background, make it fun, let's do it. Um, you know, do you still get kicks out of that? Absolutely, and I'm so glad you brought that up because um, one thing that I've never been is bored with my work. In fact, you know, my wife could probably make the argument that when I'm not working, it's, it's really kind of harder because... And it's not just the money. I mean, and it isn't the money because what got me interested and what really got me hooked on performing, like virtually everybody you've had on the show, you know, we all have performance backgrounds, whether it's a stand-up comic, improv, in my case, it was music and theater. And when you get that, bitten by that bug, it's like, it's a chemical thing, Jonathan. You can't not do it. And I promise you, when I, I get just as much excitement out of going and doing an episode of Tough Puppy this morning with Jeff Bennett and Darren Norris and uh, uh, Jerry Trainer from uh, iCarly and a uh, new guy named Matt Taylor, all directed by Butch Hartman, who came up with Fairly Odd Parents and, and uh, Danny Phantom and you know, just really great stuff. I get the same excitement now at 56 that I did at 16 when I probably was in my first rock and roll band and realized it. You didn't have to be a rock star because girls dug me if you're in a rock and roll band. <laughs> and it's just a fantastic experience. And so I really do go to work every day and get paid to do used to get me in high school, trouble in high school. And uh, whether I'm doing today, I wasn't a lead character. I had seven or eight lines, excellent script. And the lines that I had were hysterical. And I hope I made them more so, but I didn't even have to try. They were beautifully written. And the folks at Nick trust me and they hire me and off we go. So yeah. I get as much excitement out of doing uh, secondary characters on an episode of Tough Puppy as I do doing 100 episodes of Pinky or 100 episodes of Animaniacs or 200 episodes of Ninja Turtles or half a dozen Tinkerbell movies or now hopefully another 100 you know, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. More, it just goes on and on and on. I, I still get the same excitement. And I'll tell you where it really gets me is the live stuff. When I get a chance to be in front of people, and I say, hello, nurse. Hey, God, look at all the people. No, all of them are cowabunga because everybody just smiles and they just laugh. And it is the most incredibly gratifying feeling in the world. And, and I, just, I just love it. So, yeah, my, the, the short answer to your very simple question is, yeah, man, I totally dig it. 
<laughs> you know, and like you said before, you actually get a chance to, you know, you work with a lot of your friends, which has to make it fun. And that's going to bring me to, you know, your show, of course. Um, you know, for any of our listeners that aren't aware, you actually have Rob Paulson Live, which is a weekly show. And, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you've had Nolan North, Mark Hamill, Peter Hastings, you know, and sometimes really hilarious stuff that I have to say is just fun. You know, when you had Jennifer Hale on, that was a hysterical show. Um, you know, I guess... She's so great, and thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I was going to say, you know, for all of our listeners, though, you know, uh, I guess, what is your show? And, you know, how, I guess, how would you like to, you know, introduce them to it? So then that way it's, uh, you know, maybe any of our listeners tuning in, they're like, you know what? I want to hear more of this guy. You know, how can I do it? And what's it about? Thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, what it is is um, it's a podcast called Talkin' Tunes, that's T-A-L-K-I-N apostrophe, T-O-O-N-S, Talkin' Tunes with Rob Paulson. And you can access it via, as you were kind enough to mention earlier, my website, which is Rob Paulson Live, Rob Paulson Live, all starting together, dot com, or iTunes. And uh, at my website, you'll see them all in order. The most recent one was last week with um, Debbie Derryberry, who's the voice of uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron, among many others. Now she's the voice of Steve Alka-Seltzer, and gosh, we worked together years ago on The Addams Family, and... Um, Tasmania and Bobby's World, and she's been around for a long, long time. So Debbie's my most recent guest, and you're right, Peter Hastings, Maurice LaMarche, The Brain, Jess Harnell, Wacko, Dee Bradley Baker, Mark Hamill, uh, Jennifer Hale, uh, April Winchell, um, Gray Delisle, it just goes on and on and on, Butch Hartman, Tom Ruger, who created Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. So what I basically do is I have all of my friends on who has can tell are all world-class performers and producers and writers and we just talk about cartoons and we talk about the shows we've worked on and the audience has embraced it so much i can't believe it i I started doing it a year ago primarily as just myself i was taking questions from twitter and facebook and whatnot and then i thought well heck i'm gonna start having my friends on so the first episode that i had a guest on was with maurice lamarche and so he's the brain and we get a pinky in the brain bit and everybody loved it and so subsequent to that now, I've done about 40, 41 podcasts, <clears throat> and gosh, all of a sudden, it went to, I don't know, three, four months ago, it broke the top 100. Mind you, there are like 16,000 podcasts on iTunes, right? Something, some stupid amount of podcasts, and it sort of broke into the top 100, and I was beside myself. Well, a month and a half ago, it got the number one, it was the number one audio TV and film podcast. Now, mind you, there are several different categories, but, you know, mine's in the TV and film category for obvious reasons. And it was number one for like three weeks. So now, you know, whenever the new one comes out, it usually shoots up number one or two for a day. And now it's, I think, last time I checked, it was down to number eight or ten. But it's floating around in the top ten, fifteen all the time on the TV and radio, a TV and movie, audio, podcast, and I can, that's a big deal. It's free. It's enormous amounts of fun, and people just love it. So do yourself a favor. If you're a voice actor, there's all sorts of wonderful information about how to get started and all sorts of great tricks and, and ideas from, from world-class voice actors. And I said this week, uh, Bill Farmer, whom you had on your show last week, the voice of Gucci and many others, is going to be my guest. Now I'm going to record him Wednesday, and he will be. And then next week, I believe I'm going to have Lorraine Newman, who's one of my dear friends, who is one of the original cast members of Saturday Night Live a pop culture icon in her own right. 
And the great thing is these are people that have all been to my house. They're all my dear friends. I've known them for 25 years. So I call them up and say, uh, hey, Jason Marsden, who is uh, PJ, want to be on my show? Sure. Or, you know, uh, hey, Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson, want to be on my show? Sure. And we just have a blast. So please go listen to Talking Tunes. You won't regret it. Um, like I said, it costs you nothing. And I think that you'll really enjoy it. But the fact that it's been embraced by so many people knocks me out because you know, we're in the in the same group. We're tap dancing with all of the major studios in their PR departments, and they're releasing the podcast for uh, you know the Avengers, or the podcast for uh, the Hunger Games, or the podcast for you know uh, the Adams Family. I mean, uh, Dark Shadows. But we're tap dancing around with all of them, and it's just me. It's just me and my friends and my little microphone and my computer. So clearly, it's not just about movie stars and big movies. It's about people have a very, very special place in their lives for animated characters. And when they get a chance to hear from the best in the business, uh, they embrace it. And I'm very proud of it, and thank you for giving me a chance to, to plug it. Oh, definitely. You know, it's it's a fun show, and like you said, it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, it's full of information. Anyone trying to break through into the industry, and it's free, costs nothing, It's and, and most of all, it's you and your friends. So it's very laid back and just fun. You can tell that you've known these people for a long time. A little less formal than I'm talking to you. So, you know, you're sitting down and it's more like you can tell that, all right, they've had beers off camera or off recording and that's the way it is. Yeah, well, and, and it's just, you know, it is, it is by and large a very clean podcast. Sometimes, you know, to me, it's all in good fun. And if I know that there's going to be a show, Gracie Language, then I, I, I do a disclaimer. Um, but, but the point is not so much for it to be, you know, off color because then it becomes gratuitous and you sort of use bad language for the sake of doing it, which is not the issue. You just work with all these incredibly different people. And sometimes, you know, like you, as you mentioned earlier in our chat, we recall some of these incidents in, in, in recording shows that, uh, aren't necessarily for public consumption, but they're just so dang funny that, you know, we end up relating them. And same with Phil Lamar and, and Billy West. I mean, you just the list goes on and on and on. Jim Cummings, just incredibly wonderful, gifted people. And uh, uh, so every now and then a story will come out. It's a little off color, but nothing that's up. I, I have to tell you, I have never, I have nothing but five star ratings. Uh, I think I have a hundred and I don't know fifty or hundred and sixty uh, ratings, and I they're all. I'm not sure if it's one hundred and sixty. You, uh, yeah, it's like 160 something, 159, and all five stars had not have not had one person, or one parent, write me and say, you know, you really got to tone it down. Not at all. So it's uh, it's all in good fun, and all the names I just dropped are the best in the business, and that that includes Billy Farmer and all the other people who are going to be coming on. I've had Jeff Bennett on. You know, all these people, folks. Pause this when you're listening to it with Jonathan and me, and just. Google these people, and you'll freak out. You go, oh my God, I didn't know that Billy West did this, or that Jeff Bennett did that, or Phil Lamar did this, or Greg Allow was that, or April Lynch. It just will freak you out. And uh, and again, we talked for an hour, hour and a half. In Mark Hamill's case, we talked for two solid hours, and I don't think anybody has gotten bored yet. It's just uh, great fun. Well, you know, I think it definitely is, and you know, I don't want to keep you too long tonight, of course. So, you know, you got lots of things doing, and um, you know, but you know, you have such a resume. Everything from Fraggle Rock to GI Joe to all the new stuff, Tinkerbell, and more. I mean, so many different things. Um, it's always been a pleasure speaking with you. I guess 
If there's any words of wisdom that you'd want to leave with any of our listeners as that one defining moment, um, just put all the pressure on you as a, you know, what's a Rob Paulson, I guess, ism that you could leave for everybody, you know, not too much pressure here, but you know, your words of wisdom. No, first let me, let me say that folks want to tweet me. My Twitter handle is at Yakko, K-E-Y-A-K-K-O-P-I-N-K-Y for obvious reasons. Um, uh, no caps at Yakko Pinky, and you can Facebook me at Rob Paulson on Facebook, and you already have my uh, my web address. I have to say, it's, it's it's something that I end every podcast with, and you know, the more I say it, um, well, there are two things really. Uh, it kind of goes to what you were saying before. Do I, you know, do I ever get sort of like do I have the same joie de vie and excitement whether I'm doing a minor character, or a new show, or no, whatever? And you know what, Jonathan, if people can never you can do your best to never lose the ability to be amazed. Don't don't ever lose that ability to be charmed or enchanted or amazed by, by things, like something that makes you laugh or something in life that makes you take a second look at it and go, my goodness, isn't that really beautiful? Or, isn't that a lovely piece of music? Or, golly, look at that flower. And it sounds really simple, but honestly, don't get so caught up in your life that you, that you lose the ability to be amazed. And secondly is... This is the, the sort of how I live my life, and I say that, laugh, as we all know, laughter is truly the best medicine. And the cool thing is you can't OD, and the refills are free. And that's how I live my life. So don't lose your ability to be amazed and laugh as much as you can, because it doesn't hurt you, and you can get refills all day long. Yeah, I think that's great words of wisdom, especially because I think you've done that for many, many people over the years, their childhood, and pass it on to their children. So I think you've added to that, and you know, I think you're going to keep refilling it for everybody. Thank you, my friend. What a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate it. And uh, to all of your listeners out there, thank you for supporting me and my uh, my uh, fellow thespians year after year after year and, and decade after decade. And uh, I promise you, we, we all really appreciate the fact that you... Uh, are kind enough to us that we are able to make a living doing something we love and that you love. You, you really, there's no better feeling in the world than to be able to look around and say, wow, I paid for all my stuff doing something I love. And guess what? People get happy. And often it has nothing to do with ratings or action figures or money. It's just a pure expression of joy. And uh, so thank all of you for allowing me to uh, do that. And I'll, Try to keep uh, the bar raised as high as you've been able to be to raise it. Well, thank you once again, and, uh, you know, it's our pleasure having you on, Rob. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Level and levity, lewd and longevity, libel, libation, lanai. Lithium, litigate, legal, legitimate, liberty, levy, and lie. Welcome back. Yakko's now at the L's as he tries to sing all the words in the English language. A slight mistake at the F's. Here's what it looked like. Facial and faction and fractal and fraction and fraudulent fragrant frappe. Frankincense, 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 shoot, yada yada flamme. Now that mistake could have proved costly for Yako, but he recovered beautifully. Now let's watch as Yako continues with the L's. Libation and liberty, limited limousine, limpid and limbo and lime. Lima and lipid and literature, liquid and listing and liter and lime. There's lobby and loading and loathsome and loaning and loco and then locomotion. There's lotus and lottery, lobo, lobotomy, logic and loosen and lotion. Lozenge and lubber and lucky and lover and lullaby lumber and luke. 
Luster and luscious and lunatic lustrous and lurking and lunar and loot. Yackle's now about halfway through all the words in the English language. Dick Button and I will be back with more. The second star to the right shines in the night for you. To tell you that the dreams you Really can come true The second star to the right Shines with a light that's rare And if it's never land you need It's light will leave you there going to Disney World. Yes, you can too with Diz on Demand on live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me. I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on live365.com. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC81. Confirm. Hey gang, it's Jason again. Hope you all had a Disney-filled week and glad you decided to join me once again as we break the bank and crack into the vault. Voice talent Rob Paulson joined the D-team this week and had a great one-on-one with Jonathan. As we all heard, get it, heard, voice talent, seen, not heard, uh, okay, bad joke. Anyway, as we heard, Rob has had a wonderful career and still does with the Walt Disney Company. What better way to celebrate this great talent than with a film from the vault? It seems I can't get out of the recent set of films. Fear not, faithful listeners, we will be getting into some great films from the days of yore soon, I promise. I wanted to take a look at a film that featured Rob in a bit more prominent role than many of his past roles. If you read his resume, he's done a number of films. However, he's been credited with additional voice. It was time to strip away that title and bring him front and center, or at least featured with more than a few lines of dialogue. This led me to the teletoon film Leroy and Stitch. 
What? What? Y- you don't know or even remember this film? Well, lock into your BRB as we are about to head to the big island of Hawaii and beyond. Aloha, 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 first introduced to the big blue furball in 2002 with Lilo and Stitch. With its wide success, Disney decided to capture that lightning in a bottle and began work on an animated series. Flash forward to 2003 when the Disney Channel debuted the first film, Stitch the Movie. In the vein of the Disney Afternoon, God, I love that Disney Afternoon. We can sit back and, oh wait, wait, let's go back to the, the, the film here. In the vein of the Disney afternoon, this movie set the cornerstone for the animated series that was to follow. The Disney Channel and ABC Saturday Morning became the home of this new animated half hour and followed Lilo, Stitch, Jumba, and Peekly as they attempted to collect the other 625 creations, or cousins as Lilo so named them. The movie and series introduced the world to Experiment 625, a small yellow cousin that was almost Stitch, but not. A creature without a name, and this creature was, of course, voiced by none other than Rob Paulson. The series lasted three years. Within that time, there was another made-for-TV DVD movie, Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, but ultimately the series ended with the capstone, the movie of our discussion, Leroy and Stitch. Well, one might think that by the title, that Stitch seems to have found another friend on the island and left his best friend Lilo behind. That's far from the case. Our story begins with our fearless four, Lilo, Stitch, Jumba, and Peekly, returning to the Galactic Federation to be rewarded for their efforts of capturing all of the experiments, turning them from bad to good, and finding a place where they belong. In return, the Chancellor bestows our gang with gifts. Jumba has his lab keys returned to him, Pleakley is named the Professor of Earth Studies at Galactic Alliance Community College. Stitch is named the Captain of the Galactic Armada and the BRB-9000, or Big Red Battleship. And Lilo is named Earth Ambassador to the Galactic Federation. It's what everyone has dreamed of. That is, until it's time to go home. It is there that Lilo discovers that not everything is going to return to normal. And it is time that everyone go their separate ways. Reluctantly, she gives her friends Hawaiian parting gifts and the aloha spirit, the true feeling of Hawaii. When I was in Hawaii, I didn't receive any of these things, but hey, I also didn't get to stay in a home with three aliens, so I I guess we're an even keel. Meanwhile, on the other side of the island, Gantu and Experiment 625 are tired of waiting on the island. I don't see why, I mean, it's a beautiful island. It is there that Gantu decides he's had enough and decides to leave 625 in order to break out the evil Dr. Von Hemsterville. And why are they always, the bad guys always called evil? I mean, come on, it's in the title. And why do I feel that I need to say the Von and Von Hemsterville like that every time? Hmm, I don't know. Everyone begins their new life. Jumbo begins creating again, starting with Experiment 627. Dr. Von Hemsterville, see, did it again breaks into Jumba's lab, forces him to finish his creation, and begins cloning the new experiment. Not too long after, a certain spirit is placed into the new creature. Dr. Von Hemsterville captures our friends and throws them into deep space. After a time period, Lilo begins to miss everyone. Rather than sit around and wait, Lilo looks to Gantu and 625, the only people on the island who seems to have an intergalactic cell phone, and probably a pretty good cell phone plan for that matter. She meets up with 625 and realizes how lonely he is. At that point, she appoints him 
as the last cousin on the island and names him after his extraordinary sandwich-making talent, Reuben. This acceptance, something he never received from Gantu, helps him reach his potential and the means to reach out to the gang. I guess like kind of like the intergalactic AT&T reaching out and touching someone. Finally getting hold of Stitch, Lilo realizes that, that who she's speaking with is not her best friend and realizes there's trouble. Leroy, Gantu, and Dr. Von Hamsterville have taken over the BRB and headed, are headed to Earth to capture the cousins, but it's Lilo and Ruben that decide it's time to head into space and warn the Federation. In a short time, the cousins are captured, as are all our heroes. However, it is the quick thinking of Pleakley and Gantu that save the day and has all of them headed back to Earth. It is there that a battle royale begins with a mass army of Leroy's versus all 626 experiments. It's the clever thinking of Jumba and the vocal workings of Stitch and Reuben that save the day. Because this was originally shown on the Disney Channel and was placed onto DVD, the film is rather short, clocking in at about 78 to 72 minutes, depending on if you want to watch the credits. It's a great film to throw on during that needed Disney tune fix. The film works great as a standalone movie and as an end piece to the series. It contains the same feel as the original theatrical release with the watercolor backgrounds on Earth and the futuristic fields of deep space. Most of the original cast from the film and series has returned. Disney alum David Ogden Stiers reprises his role as Jumba, Kids in the Hall funny man Kevin McDonald as Pleakley, and of course Rob Paulson as 625. I mean Reuben. Is it as memorable as the original film? Not at all. You can definitely tell this was a movie created for the series and not for a theatrical release. Many of the made-for-TV-DVD sequels are really like that. Does that mean this is less than enjoyable? Absolutely not. If you are a fan of Lilo and Stitch, then you must see this film. If you are a lover of great animated films, then look and judge this for yourself. You will find that there is something for everyone in this film. Personally, it's the beauty of the backgrounds that really capture me in the Lilo and Stitch franchise. The watercolors remind me of that true aloha feeling and the return to Hawaii. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and you too will fall in love with it. The DVD extras to this are not that great. You get an extra bonus episode of the animated series Lilo and Stitch. It's considered a lost episode because it was never aired on Disney Channel or ABC, so it's kind of fun in that regards. You also get a game, which is more of a maze of shooting the ship through uh, an intergalactic battlefield. It's not that great, and there is no great reward in it either. When all is said and done, I'm going to have to give this movie three ears. Like I said, it is a good film. It's also a rushed film. I mean rushed in the fact that I feel that the story is too fast-paced that you lose a lot of the meaning in the story. I also say rushed in the fact that it feels as if someone from high above was saying it was time to make a movie and it needed to be done ASAP. I don't want to say that all sequels feel that this way. Look at Rescuers Down Under, my favorite Disney animated sequel. I just think it may have done better to do it in the old DuckTales approach and finish the series with a five-part miniseries as opposed to doing one large film. And no, I'm not talking A Treasure of the Lost Lamp. I'm referring to the first five episodes of DuckTales when it built to a definitive end. I can see that the popcorn is empty and the curtain is going down, so that must mean it's time for another groovy movie quiz. Last week I asked, like Barry and the Country Bears, what is your definition of family? 
Our own Jonathan had many definitions of family, which included the birth of his new daughter, of course the Disney family, and others. Personally, family comes from the heart, be it from the one you are given or the one that you create. This week I'm asking, what is the Aloha spirit to you? Everyone in Leroy and Stitch discovered that what you give is what you get back, the true meaning of Aloha, not just saying goodbye and hello. So again, I ask you, what is your Aloha spirit? So go ahead, tweet me your thoughts with the hashtag AlohaStitch, all one word, to at JeromeFriends, or email us at DisneyOnDemand. I know you want to play along. Come on, I can see you doing it. Just jump on in and type away. Well, it's time to say goodbye to you and all my friends, so I'm going to file this movie and look forward to seeing you next week as we discover all the great Disney films from the vault. Come on back and remember, the magic of the movies is always inside of you. The mission is over. The universe safe. Lilo and Stitch. You have successfully captured all 625 of Jumbo's genetic experiments, turned them from bad to good, and found each a place where it can belong. It's time for good friends to say goodbye. You belong out in space. I'll miss you too. Now a new evil experiment will bring them back together. Something masterfully diabolical, hideously ugly, and incredibly stinky. I shall name you Leroy! Leroy? You can join the fight for the galaxy in an all-new movie, Leroy (laughs) and Stitch. Now on Disney DVD. Hi, travelers. This is Space Mountain Mission Control. Please bear with us. Your ship is being prepped for launch and should be ready to go soon. Since you're about to blast off into deep space, you probably want to know what's going on around the galaxy. I'll keep channel surfing on our Space Mountain satellite and see if I can pick up a newscast for you. You're watching the UFO Network. Stay tuned for My Favorite Earthling. But there's only 3,000 nanoseconds left to get in on this incredible deal. This fine piece of jewelry features a gem found only on the planet Zirconium. And doesn't it look lovely on Sharon? Hey, you guys, this is PJ from Goof Troop, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. (laughs) Cool. All right, all of you D-heads, it is time to wrap up this week's show for show number 18 of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Now, I want to extend a very gracious, very magical thank you once again to the one and only Rob Paulson for stopping in, the man of a thousand voices, Yakko, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Bobble, PJ, and the list goes on and on. I want to thank you, Rob, once again for taking time out of your busy schedule, stopping in with us here at Disney On Demand, and definitely all you listeners out there, check out Talking Tunes with Rob Paulson on Rob Paulson Live. Definitely check it out. Fantastic guest. Thank you once again, Rob, for stopping in and chatting with all of our listeners here at Disney On Demand. I'd also like to thank the entire D team of Tony, Lexi, and Jason for their signature segments bringing a little bit of extra Disney magic to you here once again this week. Without the D team, it would just be a show of me rambling on and that would get pretty boring pretty fast. Thank you once again, D-Team. You make all the magic happen each week here at the show. 
So now all of you D-heads out there, all of you listeners, before I clue you in as to who's going to be next week's guest for our 4th of July show. Yes, we have a very special guest as we're starting our new schedule, as I already mentioned earlier on in the program. So please make note of that, that we're going to have a new show every Monday for Disney On Demand. So look for it late Monday nights so you're raring to go or maybe Tuesday morning when you head into work, you're going to have an all-new Disney On Demand to just kick off your magical week with. So definitely stay tuned for that. And before I give you that guest for show number 19, I'm going to give you different ways that you can stay connected with us here at Disney On Demand. Now, first and foremost, you can always visit us at our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of archives, our XML feed, links to all the past shows, and our world-famous Lifetime of Disney player. Now, that's our player with over 300-plus Disney files for you to just listen to and enjoy. From movies, television specials, planning DVDs, and more... You're going to find it in our Lifetime of Disney player, so just sit back and enjoy. You can also find all of our links to our Live 365 station and many other ways to stay connected, including our Magical Memories voicemail. Now, that's our voicemail that we encourage all of you to call. Leave a shout-out, leave just some well wishes, leave your favorite Disney memories, anything at all. We want you to leave it on the Magical Memories Hotline. You can find that phone number right there on the official website at DizRadio.com, and you just might hear yourself here on the show. Now you can also find us in all the different social media networks. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Disney Blue, and then it's B-L-U. You can also like our official fan page at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can find me most of the time Monday through Friday on AOL Instant Messenger, Facebook, and Skype at Disney Blue. And there's many other ways that you're going to be able to find us throughout the internet and more. Just definitely find us all over the social media networks. We're always willing to talk with all of you chit chat you are our extended family you are our friends you are the people where we have this common bond of a little thing called disney that has been present in our lives since we were little so as i'm letting you go as we wrap up the show we had a fantastic show with rob paulson we're gearing up for the holiday weekend summer is here we had a little bit of river country you know before i let you go before i just have that zippity doo-dah moment next week on monday night for our 4th of July show, we're going to have the Beast himself. Yes, the big, the hairy, the mean one, the gentle one. Bell's Eye. Yes, we're going to have Robbie Benson here on Disney On Demand. That's right, the one and only Beast himself. Robbie Benson is going to be stopping in with all of you D-heads to talk about his career, his all-new book, and many other things that he has on the horizon from the one and only Robbie Benson for show number 19. So all of you D-heads out there, I hope you enjoyed Disney On Demand. Definitely show your appreciation. Leave us that feedback in iTunes. You know, definitely do that. Spread the word of our fan page at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. And, you know, just if you enjoy the show, we're doing it for you. I truly feel honored to bring these programs to you and bring a little bit of the magic to all of you. It's a new kind of Disney show, a different kind of Disney show. It's the kind of Disney that you grew up with. It's the Disney that you've known since you were little. And you just get that little bit of magic all encapsulated into this hour or two-hour show that we just hope is going to bring a smile to your day each week. So all of you D-heads, as I'm rambling off for the rest of the weekend to uh, have some fun with my family, my friends, and of course, finish out the day job, let's have a zippity doo moment, sing along with me, and have a magical Come week. On, See you next week, D-heads. It's a zippity day, it's a zippity zippity. Come on, everybody.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.